Hello and welcome back to Psychics and Sidekicks. I'm your host, Sean Bennett, and I've got the wonderful Kerry Good back with me. Um, you may remember reference to meat suits. That was what made us chuckle. And on our last conversation, we did kind of get lost, didn't we? <laughs> we went we off at a tangent. <laughs> we got a little bit lost. And actually, I thought when I was producing the episode, it was quite humorous. So I decided to leave it in and, and let people see that it's not all uh, rosy and, and it doesn't all go perfect. But it didn't spoil the podcast, not one bit. So thank you very much for coming back, Kerry. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Sean. What have you been up to since we last talked then? Oh my goodness, um, very busy. So I've had an extremely busy January with workshops and one-to-one clients and uh, a small Facebook, private Facebook group called uh-huh. Co-Creators. So yeah, I've got a lot on my calendar this year. So I've got a lot of things to write and a lot of things to produce. So very, very busy. Fabulous, that's great stuff. Uh Talking of co-creation or manifestation, as some people might know it, I think that I'd like to, if we can, we'll focus on manifestation, see how much time we can take up talking about that, and then see where else we might go if we've got some time left, if that's all right with you. That's absolutely fine. Fabulous. So manifestation, I think the best thing is, let's have a very quick manifestation 101. (laughs) Uh, In a nutshell, tell people what it's about. Uh, so manifestation, first of all, there is no, What I think what we need to understand is there is no off switch for manifestation. We're all manifesting. So manifestation means uh, it's a, an umbrella term that basically points to that we are creating or contributing heavily towards our life, things that happen in our, life, our life's experiences. And can manifestation be positive and negative? Manifestation is, yes, we can experience positive and negative effects, but it in, it, in itself is a, uh, a non-judgmental um, kind of operation system. So if you see it's like a universal algorithm and it doesn't have any kind of judgment, yeah. so it's just really based on how the person is interacting in this manifestation process. Okay. I mean, that might have been a bit of a leading question, but um, I've... I've heard a few things recently. Um, we'll get to the point because manifestation is something that I've been probably doing more consciously the back end of last year, and you already know what happened as a result of that. We might share that in more detail if we've got the time. But there was talk of um, negative manifestation, and it's not necessarily a conscious thing, is it, that you do? But if you are looking at life with an outlook that things are bad, then things are going to continue to be bad because you're manifesting more negativity. Is that right? Are we on the right path with that? Yeah, absolutely. So manifestation, if we can kind of widen that uh, understanding. So we are all... We are all emitting a frequency or frequencies. Mm -hmm. Now, our frequency is an indication of that is the emotions that we feel. So if we're feeling kind of sad or down or negative or cynical, then the vibration, the what we are emitting is um, going to be directed back at us like a replication of our our, um, vibration and that results in the things that we experience so there's a direct correlation between how you feel and how you view life to what you're going to experience yep so a bit like how a radar works if you, you're emanating a negative vibe that negative vibe is eventually going to make contact with a solid object and come back as a negative vibe yes so to improve things the first thing we need to do is have a frame of mind which is to emanate positivity 
yeah, positivity. Uh, what's the emotion behind the the positivity? So the important manifestation is it all works on emotions, and our emotions are very much connected to our thoughts most of the time in general. So if we have in these like negative thoughts, then we're going to the body's going to produce the associated hormones and neurotransmitters. Um, that correlate with that so that would be the stress responses yep. so that stress response then in effect creates this emotion which is in an in a indication of the vibration that we are emitting into this it's called a unified field of creation so we're always kind of uh, releasing transmitting information and that information our emotions can show us what information we are transmitting into that field that field then picks up the information and it reflects back to us our beliefs and our thoughts as our life you know that can be opportunities how we feel the people that are around us the environment um, whether we're limiting our ourselves through our belief system illness um, all sorts of things so we are constant every person 24 hours a day 8 billion people I think we are now we are all manifesting 24 hours a day and that there is no off switch so it's not something that we can opt out of so I think when we realize how important this is we can step back and need to get build some personal sovereignty here and to be able to use my co-creative powers if you like because if I know how if I know there's this system there there's this universal algorithm then and it works on my emotions then what I have to do to generate the life of my dreams is to be able to create the correlating emotions. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> well, we can break it down if you like. Let's break it down. And let, I mean, how, how many steps how do you many think steps? we need to break this down? And I'm thinking the average listener in, in this podcast is probably somebody who's, uh, you know, maybe uh, an existing practicing um, spiritual healer or practitioner of some sort or maybe a a psychic medium or somebody that's got some sensitivities but hasn't yet tapped into that and doesn't really know what they're doing how can we break that down for people so that it opens the door a little bit we are opening the door really metaphorically speaking it's about opening the mind isn't it yes it's about turning your attention inwardly yeah really so that we first of all can gain some kind of vantage point to how we are feeling and understand some of the reasons that we feel the way that we feel. So or maybe understanding, if we want to strip it back, to understanding our belief systems and why we believe the things that we believe and are those belief systems um, contributing to a happy and healthy life or not. So, for instance, you know, going back to somebody that might be cynical, it may be because they've had, um, you know, a past where it's made them feel cynical. And when we can see that, when we can turn our attention inward and we can see that we've got these things there, then that's a good indication of this um, transmitted, that we're transmitting this energy into the environment. So it's all about turning our attention inwardly first to really get into grips with how we do feel. And I know our feelings change based on what's going off in our lives, but we've got kind of... um, some core beliefs and some core feelings that we like our default system, if you like. So if we can 
I think a lot of people, you know, the people that you're talking about that might be listening to this, uh, many of them will have some kind of meditation or some kind of relaxation process that they get into. So we can turn that and view our inner selves instead of tuning into something else. If we really tune into ourselves and get an angle on how we are feeling, that's the first point, really. That's the first step. And a burning question, I would say, for many people that would possibly be listening to this or might stumble across it. What does it cost? Time. It costs effort and time. So monetary-wise, it's for free, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's something that um, I think is really important that people, I mean, we've got cost of living crisis going on and, and many other things and pressures. So to be able to tap into something for free and get something really good out of it, it's a really positive thing to have. Absolutely. Yes, it's there at our, our beck and call, so to speak. So from my point of view then, and I got into doing some meditation and manifesting back end of last year, uh, probably as a result of starting doing this podcast, which was as a result of working with um, Andy, who's a psychic medium. So I, I can see where my path is going. How can we encourage more people to, to be open and to start to, to look at themselves and look at the universe in a different way? Well, I think another step then would be to look at your life and is all the element are all the elements of your life what you want to be what what areas of your life would you want to change and how can you change that by changing your own energy your own frequency that's a an inside job which again costs nothing but time and effort and understanding and patience as well a little bit of patience yeah certainly um it, it's not an overnight fix is it it's a a conscious evolutionary step so it's not an overnight fix no it's something that um needs consistency it's you know for someone that wants to experience that they are manifesting their life we need to commit some time to ourselves so commitment's a big thing when i'm teaching my meditation courses i have what's called the three pillars of meditation when people first come to me and they have to have a willingness that's step one and then they have to have a desire to do the work and the work is to get to know who you are you know there's that saying know thyself and the third step is consistency so when we've got willingness desire and consistency then we're kind of setting ourselves up to to kind of really understand who we are these vibrational because we are vibrationary beings that's who we are so the manifestation process is um, an awareness of we are always generating these vibrations via our emotional emotional guidance system and those vibrations are being reflected back to us as our life. So that's a really powerful thing to say because that means once we understand that, then we are the co-creators of our life and that means that we're not stuck in any situation. If we take the time to do this work, then let's be... And how many levels of vibration are we talking about then? Infinite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the sky's the limit. Well... But then again, where is the sky? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> I think eternity is the limit, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's infinite. And we are infinite vibra vibrational beings. So this is what's exciting to me at the moment is there are millions of people playing with what's termed the law of attraction now, which is co-creation. Mm -hmm. And that's really fascinating because it's it's a step in the right direction for humanity. And, you know, that's a huge subject. So 
sharing information about manifestation and that it's, I mean, obviously it's free if you're doing it yourself. If you get a coach, it's not going to be free. But sharing information about manifestation and helping people realise that they're not stuck, no matter where they are, they're not stuck in the situation. It's that once they understand that they're contributing to that situation, and you used a word earlier that was unconscious, that means that we're unaware, we're actually unaware that our feelings are an indication of this vibration. We're unaware of that because we, you know, we don't feel connected to a, a bigger infinite intelligence. So once we become aware and we need to take that step one is that commitment to ourselves. So anybody in any situation that's going to be feeling like really stuck, well, you turn the attention inward and you look at where that stuckness has come from. You start unraveling that stuckness and then your energy starts to, I like to use the analogy of um, hot air balloons. So if, you know, those bags that they throw, or is it ballast? Yeah. Is it ballast? Or the ballast, yeah. yeah. the ballast. So you've got a hot air balloon on the floor and they have to throw that ballast out and then they have to put some energy into the hot air balloon. And to me, that ballast that we throw out, so as we start throwing the ballast out, which is our kind of negative feelings and all the things that we hold on to from the past, that's kind of the ballast, the baggage. As we start to throw that out and put some energy into into us, then our, our vibration will naturally rise, just like an octobre. So anybody can do this, no matter what level we're at. If we take like small steps every day just to commit to ourselves, then you can do this. Everybody can do it. We can all change our, our energy. It's an inside job, so we don't have to rely on anybody else. So it's starting a revolution, really, isn't it? It's just Absolutely. getting people to come along and, uh, and join the revolution. I, I'm here to start a movement. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's an, in, an inner revolution and um, it, it brings such joy and such happiness. And once the, It's not all about manifesting stuff, you know, like manifesting material things or manifesting a new boyfriend or a car. It's not all about that. It's about feeling that you are connected to something bigger. Yeah, that is where all the healing takes place. I think that might be a good point to talk about my own manifesting experience okay. last year. Um, so we, as a group here, we've got a couple of guys that are doing podcasting about male mental health and mental well-being. Uh, you know that they're manifesting something because they're sending out a message, positive messages, and um, and and recording this for more people because you just can't possibly get to everybody on a one-to-one basis. And as we've been talking and helping them, we started to look at um, the lack of men's peer support groups. Now, we know that there's a lot around, and Andy's Man Club is probably uh, the most well-known, certainly in the UK. And we spoke to them, potentially, about them coming here into Mexico Community Hub. Uh, But they've got a place which is in the Dern Valley, so it's literally on our doorstep. And we had a conversation, threw around a couple of ideas, and decided we would consider setting up a group of our own. And as I'm doing my manifestation, I went home one night and I was just very conscious that we were possibly looking at doing something that already exists and is already just around the corner. And was that the right thing or the wrong thing to do? Were we being selfish, wanting to do one of our own? Should we get on the bandwagon of somebody else's and, and all of those thoughts? So I put on my meditation and I consciously asked for a sign that I wasn't being selfish and that I was on the right path with that thought process. And to create our group was the right thing to do. And the following morning on my way to work, I ended up stood on a bridge with somebody who was attempting to um, end his life with a couple of other people. 
and we were there for just over an hour. We did manage to get him to safety and off to the crisis centre for some help. And as I was driving into work after that event, I sat thinking to myself, well, I did ask for a sign, but <laughs> that's not really the sign I was expecting to get. But I don't think I could have got much bigger sign that what I was thinking of doing was the right thing. Absolutely. But these that's that's a great example. But our, our, our life is just filled with signs. Everybody's life is filled with signs. And the thing is, our minds are so busy that we are distracted and we don't recognise those signs. But mm-hmm. the signs are there everywhere. If we, and this is, again, this is that turning your attention inside so that you start to become aware, you grow your awareness, you start to become aware. I use um, a really nice analogy when I'm teaching meditation in the foundation course. And I use an analogy of, you know, if you bought a new car in your life, show them. Yeah. yeah. And when you've bought this new car, you go out driving and all of a sudden you see them all over I know the what's place. Coming here. <laughs> yeah. You see them all over the place. So why is that? Yeah. You didn't see them before. They weren't on the horizon. But because your 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 attention is now, you're happy, you're driving your new car, so all your attention and your emotions are in that present moment. So the universe and your brain, because your brain is very much your brain is part of the, the process yeah. processor for this. So the universe starts to turn your head so that you see in that horizon there that all these cars the same colour the same thing they're all there they've always been there but why didn't you see them before I've done it a couple of times Kerry with uh, going for obscure colours so one was the you remember the Ford Scorpio that came out that looked like well it was like a Ford Sierra on steroids I had one been down the gym and it's all bulbous and a horrible car but for some reason I was kind of drawn to it (laughs) And I got one of those as a company car and it, it had a, a dark aubergine was one of the colours. And I was like, I'm having that because that's the colour that I've I've seen the car before, but I've never seen the car in that colour, so I'm having one of them. Bugger me, everyone I saw for weeks after that was the same colour as mine. Sean, I had exactly the same car. There's a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drive in those days, but my, my ex-husband bought yeah. it and it was the most... Um, Terrible car. It broke down all the time, but I, we had exactly the same. Co- there you go. Is it? So, yeah, we just, <laughs> there's a manifestation yeah. right there. Interesting stuff, isn't it? And, yeah. well, well, only this morning, actually. So, I have a radio show called Slow Down Sunday, or should I say Slow Down Sunday, because I have to do it in, <laughs> in character on Rockingham Radio, which is our community radio station. And I literally had just dropped in uh, Michael Bublé song into the playlist and uh, I was running through that on my computer and I popped up Facebook on my iPad and there was Kerry's post with the video of Michael Bublé and feeling good and I think it was quite funny because your surname is good as well but with an E on the end and it was just this this whole thing the synchronicity I suppose is another uh, another phrase that's used quite a lot in in this um, this realm as well and there's all those little pieces they just keep coming together. I and mean, I just think it's fantastic that it sort of it, it gels everything that we're doing yeah. and gives it meaning and purpose. Yeah, they, they, that's a lovely word, meaning, you know, mm-hmm. because I think once we, it's very exciting, isn't it? Once you kind of re- recognise that you're doing this, that there is some kind of orchestration that's happening, yep. this infinite intelligence that, you know, people have got all names for, God, source, infinite intelligence, whatever it is. Uh, and when you start to recognise that you are part of that, that's a beautiful state to be in. And again, because it's a bit like the cars, once you focus on 
that, that you've recognised a synchronicity or a coincidence. Once you've focused on that, then you are going to see more of it, just like seeing those cars. I've stopped using the word coincidence, to be honest. <laughs> Good. In the last 12 months in particular, uh, you know, another one is people will say to you, have you ever had that moment where you're thinking, oh, I've not spoken to John for, for a while, you know, and all of a sudden John pops up on Facebook or John rings you. You know, it might not be John, obviously. You can you can pick anybody. There are other names available. But this happens, and, and I've had that happen so many times, and I, I just stopped calling it a coincidence. Certainly, as I've been more receptive and more open to, to all of this in the last year, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I'm glad to hear it. So, yeah, they don't <laughs> exist. It's yeah. just a word, isn't it, that we're sticking there because people don't understand what it is. So it's an orchestration. So, um, I mean, the big thing behind that is there is only one of us. There's only one giant consciousness and we are all part of this one giant consciousness. Mm -hmm. So you think something and that sends a ripple out into this field, this manifestation field. And then people pick up on that ripple. I give you an example of that. Years ago, I used to live in Clumber Park years ago and it was one evening. Not in a tree. Not in a tree. (laughs) In a beautiful little cottage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I did. I lived in Clumber years ago and... um, I was doing something and I got this like intuitive hit and we've all had these intuitive hits, you know, for no reason you are, think you do think about someone and, yep. and they ring you. So I had this intuitive hit and uh, it was to get in the car and go to Tickhill Mill, Mill Dam, which is the duck pond at mm-hmm. Tickhill. So there was somebody in the house with me and I said, I'm going to go to Tickhill. And she said, I said, I, I don't know, but I'm just going to follow this intuitive hit and I'm going to go to Tickhill. So we got in the car and it's like 15, 20 miles away from where I was. So I got in the car and just sat these lovely benches. And within five minutes, this lady who I'd not seen for years, I'd taught her meditation years before, she come walking around the pond. She looked at me, bust out crying. She said, oh my God, Kerry. She said, I'm I'm here because I'm so upset and the only person that I knew could help me would. So how does that happen? Oh. That's that's the orchestration, you know, so I didn't know. So we're all being kind of orchestrated all the yeah. time. And that's manifestation and stepping into that kind of arena of manifestation and recognising who we really are as these beautiful vibrationary beings. It leads to all these kinds of things. It just becomes more and more. Yeah. You might recall when we had our last conversation, I made a couple of references to visionary things and films, the futuristic films. And I know that the dates are now all off because we are where we are and some of these dates have passed. But but the visions that people must have had to come up with the ideas for these films. And I also mentioned about all of this makes me think a little bit differently about the film The Matrix. Yes. Because to some extent, we are in a matrix of sorts, aren't we? Absolutely. It's like a universal algorithm. We are in a matrix. I I, I love speaking about the film The Matrix because one of the most important parts, I believe, is his name. So his name's Neo, isn't it? And um, what's interesting is he's got all these kind of, we could kind of term superpowers for lack of a better term. And what's interesting about that uh, is when is our brain evolution? So we're going into a bit of a different yep. realm here. So from our the old part of our brain is kind of nicknamed the reptilian brain, but the newest part of our brain is called the prefrontal cortex or the neocortex. And I think there's a lot of research and suggestions pointing to as we are um, kind of 
activated more in this front part of our brain, this neocortex, then we have all sorts of kind of different awarenesses, all sorts of different kinds of kind of superpowers, if you like, like telepathy and all these kind of things. So I thought it was really interesting why they chose his name Neo and that correlated to like this neocortex and that's part of the brain evolution. So that might be another conversation. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely. I'd, I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, it, I would say if, I, if I'd thought of anything, I just thought it was to be an anagram of one, as yes. in he was the one. Um, so th- that's where my thought process had been certainly at the time when I first first watched it. And all the Mr. Smiths are the yeah. cynical people, <laughs> which is basically somebody that hasn't experienced themselves at that soul level, that vibrational level. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was a quite of a, a fantastic film in its time. A way ahead of its time. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> well, I think things like Star Trek and Star Wars and all these kind of things are way ahead of the time. But again, this is because we, his name's Monogram of One. So One is this, there is only one giant consciousness, which is sometimes explained as like a holographic or fractals. It's sometimes explained that. So when we like think of some, then it affects the whole no, so you know, and a hologram, and cut it really small, and it still contains the information of the whole. And we're like that. So each person is like, uh, uh, um, I've got a friend that likes to call. She gave this term, Godsicle. <laughs> we're like Godsicles of 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 the whole thing, yeah. you know. And that's what's so exciting at the minute is that people are recognizing through manifestation, through co-creation, through playing with their energy, their own energy. That they are recognizing that they're they're having an effect. They're they're doing something. They're changing their energy, and then their life starts to change. So they're recognizing the correlation between what we are what we are um, emitting into the field and what's coming back to us. So that's on a, like on an individual level. So that uh, that's really exciting. I know we've gone off track a little. <laughs> we do. Uh, but there's one thing in all, in all of those types of the scientific or futuristic films that it, it's kind of always been something I've thought of. And it, they look at if somebody gets injured, for example, you know, they get shot or they get a, a big cut and they self-heal. And it's like the self-healing as if it's something special or something new. And actually, that's exactly what we do. It's just an accelerated time frame, isn't it? In the In the future, we've managed to be able to do it more quickly than what we normally do. And we all heal at different rates. Depending on our belief system. Yeah. Yeah, because healing is a manifestation. Illness is a manifestation. So if we believe that we can heal, I've got a story that I could share with you about this. Go for it. Was, yeah, yeah. I used to work when I was young. So when I was kind of 12, I started working in a local sweet shop. It's one of those that sold tobacco, cigarettes and sweets and cards and things like that. And this lady that I worked for was quite a spiritual lady. And um, I used to uh, go and open up sometimes for her and things like that. And this one morning she came and she was knocked on my door and she said, Kerry, you're going to have to open up this morning. Um, the door had slammed on her finger and it had cut a finger off, but it had cut a finger off below the knuckle. And she'd got the, and she, a, a dog had picked it up in its mouth. Oh, nice. <laughs> so she had to wrestle with the dog to get a finger out. She'd wrapped it in this tissue. She's driving herself to the hospital. So I went to open the shop. So you'd think, and, and now my dad had his fingers off down the pit many years ago. And now most people would tell you that they're not going to grow back. That lady's finger grew back and it even grew. Wow. 
And I, I bumped into her actually last year. I've not seen her for some years. And I bumped into her last year and it was great. And uh, I said, show me a finger. <laughs> and it is, she did that. Yeah, yeah she, she gave me the finger. <laughs> she gave me the finger. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, but there's a belief system. Like yeah. I shared with you earlier when you was like, trying to shield me from the light in here, that I lost my eyesight in my right eye many years, 30-odd years ago. And when they found the problem, I got a detached retina. Mm -hmm. So the specialist said, you need to come in for an emergency operation, otherwise you're going to have a glass eye. So that was a bit devastating. (laughs) So, And I don't like eyes, I don't like veins, so come in and have this operation, otherwise you can have a glass eye. And they said, there is no chance that you are going to get any eyesight back. I've got 85% of my eyesight back. But if I would have believed yeah. what they said to me, chances are I would not. And that we call that the placebo effect. Yes. So there's a lot of research done on the placebo effect. So our beliefs are generating what we experience in our lives. And again, this is kind of turning, going back inward, finding out what beliefs we have. If they're not serving us to a greater extent, then do something to get rid of beliefs. Because as soon as you do, your life is going to change because the universe is just acting on beliefs all the time. Right. And on that note, I'm noticing that the sun's creeping around. (laughs) So just give me a second. I'll edit that out. (laughs) I will definitely edit that bit out this time. (laughs) So... Quick bit of office surgery or studio surgery, whatever you want to call it. Just plug that out and see where it is. So you, you're back at 85%, which is a, a good thing. I mean, it's not, it's not perfect, but it's definitely better than where you were. Absolutely, yeah. And I see people do this all the time. I've done it with myself, with other, other illnesses, how we can uh, affect our health, our health and well-being by, mm-hmm. again, turning inwards and using yourself as an experiment. It's, it's a fascinating to be able to do that. anyone can do it you've just got to want to change yeah brilliant stuff so you mentioned quite a while ago now um personal sovereignty tell us a little bit more about that what um what does that mean so personal sovereignty is when you have i don't take the word control but that's a bit but when you have control over your thoughts and your emotions when you are have control over your energy and where your focus is. So that's personal sovereignty because if you can cherry pick your thoughts and on the back of that you are going to automatically cherry pick your emotions. So if you, you know, you get up in the morning and you can set yourself up for the day by doing a little bit of meditation or yoga or whatever your practice is, a bit of read something positive or whatever, you set yourself up for the day, that's you can take in control because we've got default mechanisms and in that default, it means, you know, however we've been living, we're probably going to go back to that, that default mechanism. So, so personal sovereignty means you're going, you've committed to now choose what thoughts you're going to have mainly and choose your emotional state. So if you choose your emotional state, then that equates to you're going to choose what vibrations you're going to release into this manifestation process, into this, what I call the me- mechanics of co-creation. And then... If you've chosen your thoughts and you've chosen your emotions wisely, which means you're focusing on the happy stuff, you're focusing on the positive stuff, you're focusing on the the next step that's going to be the most positive step for yourself, then you are creating your own life on purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's there's a few steps to that. So it it all starts with turning inwards, recognising that, yes, I might be having 
negative thoughts on a regular basis. What can I do? Well, I'm going to set my alarm to beep on every, beep every hour. And every hour I'm going to choose a positive affirmation card to read or something like that. That's the first step yeah. to personal sovereignty. Taking, people don't like this word, but taking responsibility for your own feelings. So because of a lot of time we are responding to, sorry, we're reacting to out, <coughs> outer, outside stimulus. We're reacting to what's happening in our lives. And um, when we can take, I'm going to say radical responsibility for that and take our attention away from the things that cause us to think negative, cause us to feel bad, take our attention away from that, put, place our attention on something that's going to generate happy happy thoughts and happy emotions, then that's the crux of creating personal sovereignty. But you get, it's a, it's a process and it's not a short-term kind of thing. It's something that you adopt. It's a, a process that you adopt. So every day, you know, what can I do today to focus my attention on something loving or something happy rather than most people? If I ask a client, if a new client comes and I say to a client, okay, tell me what you want. They can tell me everything they don't want, but not what they want. Yeah. Because the practice, the, the mental practice, the habit is to be thinking about what they don't want. And that actually creates more of what they don't want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is right back to the, the start of the conversation. That's, That's the manifestation. You're sending yes. out your negative vibes and they're going to come back at you. Yeah. And then people say, well, you know, I am thinking about what I'd like, but how much time are you thinking about what you don't like? Well, most of the time. Yeah. So there is um, something that is... It's, it's kind of globally recognised that we use our, our, our subconscious mind is 95% in control of our behaviour and our conscious mind is 5% in control of our behaviour. And personal sovereignty means that we grow that 5% so that we become present in the present moment, not not kind of like this carrot that's being dangled in front of us, which is our, where our attention is, you know, and it's usually outside of ourselves. Place that attention inside. Feel how are you feeling? Learn to become present. Learn to live in the present moment, and then you will be aware. As soon as you have a negative thought, you'll be aware of it. Yep. Because when people have negative thoughts, they end up being in this cycle of negativity. But if we can catch it, if we can nip it in the bud, and then turn our attention onto something else, because we are only people that think in our mind. So if we take responsibility for what we're thinking and what we entertain in our mind. So if, we, if we're always looking at drama, you know, soap operas and negative films and things like that, then we're going to fill our mind full of that kind of stuff. And then our emotions are going to reflect that. And then what we are giving out to the universe is that negativity. And then we wonder why our lives are full of negativity. But if we can view that, what I've just said, if we can view that as a very powerful statement that, again, if I can kind of rein the, pull the reins in, on what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, then I've got full control of where my life goes and I'm in the steering seat and then things get exciting. Mm. So personal sovereignty is when you have got that control over your mind. and you Okay, that's good. And I think I was just thinking of, um, of saying you don't actually have long to be in the moment, do you? Because it's very quickly in the past. Well, all there is is the moment, yeah. Sean. There is, there, there's one eternal moment. Somebody asked me many years ago, I think I put this on the Co-Creators Club last week, somebody asked me many years ago about self-realisation. I was actually doing Louise A's You Can Hear the Life course at Birmingham at uni and um, this gentleman I was sat with having dinner 
and we were talking about self-realization and he said to me, Kerry, how many years, how many, how many lives did it take, do you think it took you to have self-realization, which is enlightenment? And I said, one. He said, one life. I said, one life, many bodies. One life, many bodies. Yep. You mentioned so, that when we talked last time. Did I? Yeah. So we, there's just one eternal moment and it's not, it's not a cycle. It's just an infinite moment. So one year, but you can, it does feel like you're in it and then you're out of it. But all that is, is your attention. Mm-hmm. It's just our attention. So either our attention is on the present moment or it's not. No. We, we don't have any better attention span than goldfish anyway as human beings. <laughs> there was a marketing thing many years ago about the attention span of a goldfish being seven seconds or something, uh, and they reckon the human attention span now is less than that. And I think social media and all the scrolling and yeah. that kind of thing. So the brain, can you imagine how many bits of data the brain is processing? And when, we, when we, the brain is processing data, the body is processing that data too. So that, that's part of personal Sorry, I think the whole thing is educational. We've got. We we need to learn that we are interacting with a bigger field, and we are co-creating individually and collectively. And once we understand that, then going back to that first conversation that we had, then collectively create societies and life that is based on the truth of who we are as these vibrational beings. Fabulous. Okay, we're getting towards wrapping up time. I think for this this particular conversation, but um, I suppose in the words of uh, the first moon landing. One small step for man. <laughs> what one small step would you recommend people take if they can do now? Commitment to themselves. Something that people, when they come to me, they're like, oh, it's really hard for me to take that time for myself because I've got so many commitments to family or work or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the first step is to be able to carve some time. That's the first step. It's a really good one. Kerry, it's been fabulous talking to you. I've, we've got many rabbit holes that we could go down with these conversations and I think you are going to become a regular guest on Sidekicks and Sidekicks. Thank you very much for joining us. Is there anything that you want to share, sort of social media, how people can get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook and I think it's Kerry Good. Uh, it's C-E-R-I-D-O-O-D-E. I've got a Welsh name. And it's the uh, spiritual meditation and spiritual coach. And I do have a private Facebook. It's just a small group called the Co-Creators Club. And you're more than welcome to come and join me there. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Kerry. Thank we'll you. We'll speak sure. to you soon. Thank you very much. We enjoyed it. <laughs>